Now, concerns over racism, a lack of votes and poor performance are surfacing as the Judicial Service Commission faces criticism for not appointing qualified candidates to vacancies at the uh, Supreme Court of Appeal. Despite conducting interviews last month to recommend candidates for judicial vacancies, the JSC only put forward two names for the SCA's four openings. The decision has sparked controversy, promote, uh, prompting uh, inquiries from the legal community and calls for greater transparency in the JSC's processes. And joining us to unpack this in greater detail is legal writer for Business Day, Tariq Musa. Thank you so much for your time. Now, how wide is the vacancy gap in our courts, and including the Supreme Court of Appeal? Um, so currently, the major concern is there's, a, there's currently one vacancy at the Constitutional Court. Um, but the big concern is, of course, the Supreme Court of Appeal. At the last October hearings, there was it was advertised there was a vacancy for four seats. And at the end of those interviews, only two were filled. And those were judges, um, uh, Kathleen Sutliwane and uh, Judge Kahule. Uh, and despite the JSE interviewing 10 people, only those two uh, made it through, which left only, still a remaining two empty seats. Torek, let's talk about why uh, the, the, we've seen this. The JSE has uh, responded to questions with regards to why they weren't able to fill all these vacancies. Let's just get into some of the reasons that have been put forward here. So uh, uh, the Council for the Advancement of um Kasak, uh, immediately following these hearings in October, when they saw that there were still two seats um, vacant after the, after the interviews, they immediately sent a letter, which you know, anybody's allowed to do, from, uh, from, a, from a body like the JSC asking for reasons. Because what usually happens is once the interviews are concluded, there's a voting and the names for the particular seat are then given at the end of that time. So we, those of us who are court watchers, have the unfortunate job of watching until midnight when they finally announce the names for the SCA on uh, Tuesday, Wednesday. And they only announce two names. That, as, obviously, as we know, that left still another two seats. So Kasak immediately wrote and said, why? Why did you, you had 10 candidates who themselves were shortlisted and cl clearly qualified. Why were the, why out of those remaining eight, did you not pick at least two for the two remaining seats? Because the SCA is the second highest court in the country. It sets precedent. It hears the biggest cases and it shapes and changes the lives of every single South African. Yeah. So uh, thankfully, the JSC finally responded in November and indicated that the basis of it is every nominee, every sorry, every candidate needed to at least acquire 12 votes at a minimum. And when they voted and deliberated, only two, and those two names that I mentioned, were the only two that, that achieved 12 votes or over. That was the explanation. So they said the other, the other eight did not get 12 or over, and that's why only two names were, were elected, were, were sent to the president. Talk to me about the basis of these reasons. Is it something to do with the JSC's processes um, that there are mm -hmm. things that are preventing a lack of commitment or is it just a lack of experience or talent? So the, 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 big, the big concern that, uh, that, that Deputy President Petze of the Supreme Court of Appeal, who was sort of rep representing the Supreme Court of Appeal at those hearings, so he, he was basically... Uh, the head at that point, because the president had recused herself, 
So he was the head of the SCIA during those deliberations. And he said, because of the vast amounts of retirements of judges at the SCIA, which we can speak about shortly, there was a large, we needed experienced judges who were sort of heavy hitters to sit on the bench. And a large and the overarching problem that the JSC indicated that many commissioners thought that the candidates needed more experience. So it wasn't that they were unqualified. It was that they wanted a lot of them to stay at the bench at the high court. So, for example, there were several judges from the Joburg High Court who were very good. But the, but the commissioners thought, look, they've only been there for six years or three years and they need far more experience. The problem, of course, as Kasak raised, is that there clearly were so-called heavy hitters. Petzer himself earmarked Judge David Unterhalter as being one of those. And it was unquestioned that he was a heavy hitter and was clearly qualified, but he did not make it. I must then ask you about the issue of retirement, uh, Torek, because it does uh, maybe look like we're losing uh, judges at a rate uh, quicker than we are, uh, you know, putting them through the pipeline. Uh, what should that process yes. ideally look like? <laughs> So you're absolutely correct. What's, so what Kasak and others have highlighted is um, because a lot of terms start simultaneously, it also means that they end simultaneously. So you don't just have one or two leaving the bench. You have like a large swathe of them suddenly abandoning their position, sorry, sorry, leaving their position as they are supposed to do and as the law requires. The problem, of course, is that that leaves a large gap of um, institutional knowledge and experience that that we desperately need, especially at that level. Um, and the issue is that we don't get, as as the October interviews illustrate, we don't put enough up to warrant uh, those leaving. So it isn't a direct replacement. I'm uncertain what the answer is to that. Uh, Kasak has indicated that what we need is greater transparency and that the JSC needs better processes. What that is going to look like in future, I'm uncertain, but that is that is the position of CASAC and many other uh, legal bodies and legal institutes, that the JSC needs better processes, because currently, though it has improved definitely over the years, it needs to be better, because they are answerable to us, and we need a, a functioning stable court system consistently. Turk, I'm also wondering about uh, the weight of the responsibility here, um, where it lies in terms of making recommendations and these appointments, because there's clearly um, a delay and things that aren't uh, going the way that they should in terms of the JSC's processes. Um, does the president uh, have uh, enough of, of a waiting here in, in, in order to, to pressure the JSC in filling these vacancies? The JSC is established by the by the constitution, and in itself is a, a rather remarkable body in terms of its independent, in terms of its makeup. So it's made up of it's headed by the chief justice it's, and and the deputy chief justice. It comprises heads of court. It comprises the majority of um, majority party of parliament, and it must include the minority party as well. It also includes academics and, and representatives of the of the legal institution. So it's a very diverse and also. The hearings themselves are widely broadcast and so on. The problem is once those interviews are done, we don't know what happens afterwards. And though the courts have indicated that we need great transparency, they don't give it to us. So even these reasons only came about because CASAC, a well-known institute, asked them to please provide letters. So in terms of, of fixing it and, and the president, you know, the, the president, as, as I indicated in the article, is the one that actually um, puts people on the bench. Yeah. The JSC can only recommend. So the, the, we need that, that independence. We need that 
that uh, that separation of powers, as it were. The only way to really pressure the JSC is that we uh, is well, we would need the the commissioners themselves to actually develop better processes, as I say, mm. and they will be then answerable to those processes. And we know it works when the JSC is pressured because we've seen when the JSC was pressured to develop better questioning and so on, they've adhered to that. And we've had far better questions, far more relevant questions this year than we did the previous year. So the only way it can happen is, unfortunately, <laughs> an internal will mm. to, to improve themselves. Other than that, we can't do much. Well, Torek, thank you so much for speaking to us this afternoon. It's been a pleasure learning about this process. That was legal writer for Business Day, Torek Musan.